And now for another amazing episode of the Pop Zara podcast. Why then did the sorting hat place you in Gryffindor? Because I asked it to. Exactly, Harry, exactly. Which makes you different from Voldemort. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey, everybody. My name is Corey Gallagher, and I am here with the Pop Zara podcast. You might know me from such fantastic podcasts as the State of Gaming and the State of Gaming. Uh, but I am here today with my good friend Nia Bothwell to talk to you guys about another game that we've both been playing. You might uh, remember that back in the day we talked about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And today we are talking about Hogwarts Legacy. I will let Nia follow up on this. Yeah. So, Corey, I'm a big Hogwarts Legacy fan. Uh, I may or may not have been playing the game way too much to the point of detriment of my own sanity. But before we get into all the cool, awesome stuff, I have a statement I prepared. I'd like to address the 500-pound glum bumble in the room. When I joined PopZara, one of the first things I was told was that the website isn't political, except about who's the best editor at large, which is me, not Corey. It's about... <laughs> It's about having fun in a place where people can share their thoughts about movies, games, etc. Corey's louder than most people, so, you know, that comes with the territory. But that holds true for this episode of the Pop Zara podcast today. We're here to talk about a game that was developed by hundreds of different people, not just a single person. I'm sure that many listening would love to hear our thoughts, our thoughts regarding... Sounds the contro- like you just had a thought. I know, a thought. Regarding the controversy that must not be named. But we've decided to focus on discussing Hogwarts Legacy solely on its merits as a game and what the Harry Potter franchise means to us. Regardless where you stand on this issue, it's not fair to bully people for enjoying a piece of media. In the 21st century, I thought we were done with witch hunts, at least ones in real life. If you don't find this acceptable, you're free to stop listening, but I hope you'll stay because there's plenty of magic two Harry Potters really want to talk about. And yes, let's talk about the game, Corey. Because I've been See, obsessed. I, I'm over here like, man, I can't remember the last time I purchased a game I wasn't supposed to buy. I think the last <laughs> one, I think the last one I could think of might be Diablo 2 Resurrected. And everybody told me I was the worst person on the planet for that one. And if you think about it, if I'm already the worst person on the planet, can I really get any worse? Anyway, yes. my my statement <laughs> is every bad thing you guys accuse me of for buying this game, that's me. I'm the villain. Point it at me, baby. I did it all. Every last bit of it. I'll do it again. Watch me. Corey, you were bad before this all happened. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm worse now. I just put up with you because you're very good at repertoire and I'm not. Yeah, I'm amazing at repertoire, whatever that means, but yeah. I'm great at it. You're right. <laughs> God, you're a nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. I'm a giant nerd. I'm a giant, terrible nerd, too, because I purchased this game. I purchased it twice. I bought this game two times. I bought it once on PC, and it sucked on PC, so I bought it again <laughs> on PS5. Do you want to talk about the performance first, or do you want to talk yeah, about Yeah, let's story? do that. It sucks okay. on PC. Don't buy it on PC. It sucks. That's, the, so, that, that's all I got to say. That's the point. <laughs> For our poor listeners, I'm sorry. I've invited Corey over. Maybe I'll go lock him down in the dungeon. Mm. So basically, the PC port, which I have, sometimes. has... Be quiet, Corey. Has not been has not been great. There's a lot of stuttering. My build, I say my build, it's actually a laptop I use. I have a very nice gaming laptop, and I I actually had to call our our managing editor Nathan Evans to actually check the game out 
because I was like, look, it's not running really well. I'm like, is it me? Is it the PC? Is it dark magic? I don't know. And so he said that the issue was actually the software because I was getting what they call it screen tearing where they have all the lines and everything. Yeah, on PC. And I was getting a lot of stuttering at 60 FPS. So I put it down to 30 FPS. All the settings were low and I was still getting like a lot of stuttering and whatnot. Besides like the slight the stuttering now and again, I mean it obviously it didn't stop me from playing the game. I was still having very much lots of fun. So you were uh, you finally got everything fixed, you're able to play the game now, it's good? Oh, I was playing it even with the stuttering. The frame rate will tend to drop when it was like oh it was always cutscenes. Like the, there's an opening scene where you're with Professor Professor Fig. Gosh, I sound terrible. Professor Fig and you wave your wand and you break the mirror. It always mm-hmm. stutters on that, and I don't know if it's because, like, the software is, like, having a hard time loading, like, all those particle effects going on. Man, there is a long, complicated, nerdy explanation I could give you for why that would happen. But mm-hmm. instead, I'm going to talk about how I have this, like, very expensive gaming PC. Like, imagine all the money I spent on this gaming PC that I, <laughs> that I could have donated to all these causes that I'm offending by buying this game. I thought it was Potato. Oh yeah, sorry, it's a potato. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I basically just hooked a, hooked a, hooked an old TI-83 up to a potato, and it's a calculator running this game off of some starch. <laughs> but unsurprisingly, it runs like crap. As I was about to say, I actually have a pretty nice game PC, and it's this money that I could have spent on these causes that you guys are saying I don't support. And if you hadn't yelled at me, I might have did it. Think about that, huh? But I didn't do it. I bought this nice computer instead, but it can't run this game, and that sucks. It can. It, it runs this game, but it runs it like garbage. Uh, there's stuttering everywhere. There's the screen tearing Neil was talking about. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't expect. Cause I just started playing Atomic Heart yesterday, and uh, that's a game that looks nicer than this, and it runs a lot better. So if something's wrong with the game, EA, fix it. But uh, but then I just went and bought it on PS5 anyway. So I guess it's okay to make crappy games now, because I'll just buy them again. Mm-hmm. Well, they released some of the updates, which they said was supposed to help with the uh, frame rate drops. I think it ran a bit smoother on my end because I'm, I'm like you. I'm not going to go out and buy the game twice. I also don't have a PS5. I'm, I'm about to get a gift for you. You're going to get me a PS5, Corey. Where, where from? You're going to send me yours? I don't want your, yeah, your sneaky potato. I'll work on that. <laughs> no, so there were some updates dropped. I did notice some slight performance increases. So, But again, Corey, let's stop talking about the boring stuff. Let's get right into the gameplay. Throw, let's talk about the down. stuff about how you're a Hufflepuff, right? I am Ravenclaw. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. I chose right. Ravenclaw right out the gate. Okay, so as Huffley Puffley over here was telling us, this is a video game where you play as a new student enrolled in the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Now, this is a prequel. It takes place in the 1920s, uh, and your character is a little bit older than usual. They actually signed up for Hogwarts as a fifth year. It's puts them at about 15 years old. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Excellent follow-up there, Nia. Just I, shoot, I'm teasing shoot the you. layup and nothing comes from it. All right, fantastic. I'm teasing you, Corey. No, so basically, as Corey said, you are starting out as a teenager. You're 15 years old. You know a bit about world, but you're also special. You're a student that has access to what's called ancient magic. And basically, ancient magic is this primordial – is that the right word? Primordial magic. Primordial? That, that's, a, that's a lot yeah. of syllables. Yeah, well, I do read, Corey, unlike some people. Yeah, not me. So. <laughs> I can't even read. I just get lucky. <laughs> but basically, it's this magic that's buried like in the depth of the wizarding world. And right. only f- there's very few people, and uh, people, trust me, this gets reduced to you like, from the start of the game, is there's very few people that can wield it. 
And if you're able to wield this ancient magic, you do things like you can lift your enemies in the air during combat, you can slam them to the ground, you can call down lightning. And one that made me yell because I felt terrible is you can shrink down the giant spiders and stomp on them. I think it's I terrible because I like spiders. Uh, I who thought who that was doesn't pretty. like spiders? Everybody loves them. <laughs> spiders are amazing. I mean, my favorite yeah. form of magic that I do in real life is where I just teleport behind you and I'm like, nothing personal, kid. And then I hit you with my katana. You can't even wield the katana. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, so anyway, on this big old list of gameplay stuff you were talking about, we got here. Yes. Uh, you say the spell setup is pretty fluid. What you mean there? Well, basically, um, I like that it uses the D-pad to cast the spells and everything. And right. this is going to show a bit of my how boring I am. Is I'm not used to, I play, I don't play a lot of games like this. But I like the fact that you have, it doesn't really give you a throwdown of your spell combinations. Like my favorite one is called, Kari, I apologize, I'm going to get some of these names wrong. It's mm-hmm. the spell that you gank people to you. Well, there's an upgrade you can get on the What's talent tree. What's it called? Tree. Did I nope. pronounce that right? Try again. Akisio. Akio. Akio. So you cast Akio, and there's an upgrade that instead of just pulling one person to you, you can pull like three or four. You right. can yank him to you, and I, I love this one. And then you can cast another spell called Incendio, which shoots out a giant thing of flame from your wand. Incendio also gets an upgrade where you can blast or bring a flame around you. So I like to yank everyone to me and then set them all on fire. And that's just one of the spell combinations. Someone's like, oh, did you try this? I'm like, no, thank you. And, so I and think she's not even talking about what she like, does in the game. This is just her thing. She likes burning people. <laughs> Be quiet. Well, another one's like Glacius. You know, you go, you, you free somebody and then you can, there's another show you can cast that basically sends out a slash of air and you just watch their body shatter. Yeah, this so is a this, game for kids, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty brutal. I was. I was really surprised by how actually dark it, uh, some turns it took. Dark. And we're just talking about the gameplay, folks. We're not talking about the big bad guy you're actually facing. His name's Ranrock, who's a goblin who has discovered an ancient source of again this ancient magic we're talking about, and he's able to wield it. I think through his armor that glows red. And throughout this game, you're trying to figure out what's going on with him, and you're trying to track Ranrock down. You're trying to prevent, basically, it's erasing its time to keep him from trying to access these ancient magics. And the mystery unfolds of, like, what happened. And you start to learn more stories of people who wield who wielded ancient magic for good and evil. And, you know, I forgot, we got to mention this. This is the first Harry Potter game without Harry Potter. That's true. So just to step back mm-hmm. real quick, so everybody knows what exactly we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I haven't, but I've seen gameplay of it. <laughs> this is just that, but you're like a, a wizard student. Mm-hmm. That's what this game is. It's a open world kind of thing. You explore around, you do quests, you collect loot, uh, you learn new spells. That's kind of what we got going here. I will say, um, I do like the fact that when you're in the middle of combat, like it doesn't just lock you into one spell set. You can right. switch out in the middle of combat. There were some reviews I was reading where people were like, this could be kind of terrible because i which i don't agree like if you want like they call them spell sets you have to spend your talent points for a spell set i'm like why do i have to spend talent points for a spell set why can't you just give me the spell set that seems so so i I do feel like you get more talent points than you're ever going to need i think you do too like because i mean the they talk about what the skill trees but honestly like you're gonna end up spending points in every skill tree like can 
I'm only level 24. Corey, when you get to level 40, do you have more than enough points to like fill all the skill trees? So, so I don't think you'll be able to get literally everything, but I think a big part of that is that a lot of your dark arts abilities are in their own tree. And I think yes. there's a lot of people who play this game that maybe don't want to mess with that stuff. The dark arts stuff, the best stuff. I immediately started going down that route. I mean, I'm pretty sure Hufflepuff doesn't use dark arts. Well, I mean, Ravenclaw does. We do it for the good of the people. <laughs> I see. So one of the things that you point out here in your list is that it doesn't really feel like the game opens up until about 10 hours in. I was doing side quests, though, when I was when I started the game. So just uh, so if you hear any, if you hear any meowing, it's, uh, it's my familiar. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So I don't know who added this in the game. But for some reason, they have a, you go through a whole animation where you can pet cats. And I you love pet every it. cat, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Corey, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I was saying is that yeah, it sounds about right to me. Um. So early on, there's a whole lot of tutorializing. You know, one of the things I always talk about when I'm playing this game with people, this is a game for normies. This is a game for people who like Harry Potter, maybe don't play a lot of video games. So it goes very, very easy on you for a very, very long time. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think that's fine. But it means that for people like you and me who play a whole lot of video games and for people like me who are better at them than you, I think... You're terrible. <laughs> um, I, I think that it can get a little tiring getting tutorialized constantly. It's stuff like, yeah, uh, push this button to move. Push this button to use the camera. Um, but about 10 hours in, you unlock flight. And flight is the point at which you have a lot more options. There's more things open to you. But this kind of mixes in with something you say later on, which is that it's frustrating that you'll come across stuff in the world that you just can't do anything with because you don't have the spell for it yet. Well, it's not just a spell for it. To give people an example, which Corey is being gracious enough to read, which I'm surprised by, is there's these thing called Merlin Circles. What Merlin Circles are, they're scattered throughout the world, and they're they're just very easy little puddle, pu- not puddles, not puzzles, puzzles that you can complete in order to expand your inventory in the in the game, so you can you know go around, which is basically like carrying more gear and stuff, which is basically your inventory is going to be used for. I mean, you do have inventory for like ingredients or potions, and everything, but we'll we'll get back to that in a minute. And to expand your inventory. But what I found frustrating is I kept coming across these circles when I first unlocked the flight and I was looking at it and I knew it was a puzzle and I knew I could probably solve it. But the game locked me out from doing it until I actually went and completed a certain quest to unlock the circle. They're like, oh, you do this. And I'm like, well, I figured I did something like that. I'm like, but you wouldn't let me do it. So now I have to go back. Mm-hmm. Remember they're all. Remember where all the ones you had seen previously are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a pain. I think the thing for me that was along those lines, uh, this game really, really likes locked doors, man. There are locked oh, doors yeah. all over the damn There's place. So many. And you don't get unlocking for a long time. How long did you get into it before you got Alohomora? I think I was, oh gosh, how far did I get in? I yeah, think I, like I would say 20 it's about hours. hours. Yeah, so 15, 20 hours. 15, and even yeah. then, there are there are levels of Alohomora. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the longest yeah. time, you, there are, you'll find locked doors. You can't open them. It is a pain in the butt. Um, and this, to me, actually combines with one of the things you said previous to this point, which is that there's a lot of loot, and it's overwhelming. And as you literally just said, there is an inventory space limit. Why did they do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why. Like, it makes sense. But later, into the as you're getting into the game, you're getting set up, you actually do get a loom. 
which I cannot remember the name of, so forgive me. But basically, you can upgrade your gear, which I think is cool. But again, like, as you're going, because you're going to go be going through, like, just the main storyline alone. You're going to go through a lot of dungeons. And if you just go into Hogsmeade and you pass Revealio, you're going to find, like, random chests throughout the world that you can open up. And it'll give you gear, which is really cool. I like that. But another thing is, is, like, you get so much gear, like, half the time. I think I was switching sets out, like, I think every, like, oh, gosh. It's it's still kind of bad. Like, um, yeah. I think I was switching gear sets out, like, every, like... I think five that's well no i think i'm exaggerating about every 10 20 minutes just because it's like okay it's green that's higher 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 and eventually like if i was out questing and everything i wasn't able to unlock other chests because my slots would fill up so i'd have to go back to hogsmeade i have to sell all my gear off go do the go do my quest if i'm just walking back and i try to open a chest up i then can't really open the chest up because again like my inventory fills up yeah, which and which does get a bit little bit frustrating. And when I said this was a game for normies, I mean this is the kind of annoyance that people who play a lot of video games. Yeah, you know, I mean we're used to it. We play a lot of games. These things happen. It's a design decision, whatever. But I think if you are new to games, you're playing this with Harry Potter, and now you're stuck dealing with you can only carry so many hats, and now you gotta <laughs> throw away some hats, or you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a damn wizard. I can carry as many damn hats as I want. I'll cast the hat spell. <laughs> Hatamora or some crap like that. Um, point being, it's annoying. Uh, you can increase your inventory size later, but it's still kind of irritating. It takes a long time. I don't know why they did it, uh, but here it is. Uh, weird thing at your last point here that I want you to elaborate on a little bit. Uh, you said that the mouse controls are weird and you couldn't see a lot of the screen. How, how's oh, that go no. for No, mount controls. Not mouse controls. Mount, mount controls. Yeah. Okay. So because, you know, I was because um, I was really excited about getting the because, you know, animals, you know, I was really excited about getting a hippogriff and a thestral. And right. I like to run on the ground. I actually didn't like I don't like flying as much unless I'm on the broom. So but when I would get on the mount and I would be I, the mount would fly fine. I like that. But I felt like I couldn't see enough of like the world below me and just see it going by. I see. So which could just be a me thing. But like. Like on the ground, like if I just I thought I'm like oh it'd be cool so cool to like ride my which it's called a thestral to ride the death horse like over like the land of Hogwarts and travel to another area. So I landed, started running, and it felt like them I couldn't control the mount right because I'd be running past a wall and this wall's high enough I the horse should be able to go over it. The horse would like end up running over it. Was and the, we're not talking about like it's running towards the wall, it doesn't automatic jump, like it just would straight out like just fly off the side of a cliff. And it just didn't it didn't feel intuitive. Like I guess the best the uh, best comparison I could feel is like if you ever played Red Dead Redemption where you have horses and stuff, I was expecting controls a bit like that. But it just felt like um the ground mount that you use wasn't as uh intuitive as like if say if you were in the air or using the broom or anything. Ah, I mean, these things happen. Yeah, I was just kind of sad. I used to have a friend who did a whole lot of meth, and he called it riding the death horse. You know that? Goodness gracious. That's not true yeah. at all. That's not true at all. I made that up. When we talk about the story, though, one of the things you mentioned, and I, I'm going to follow up on this, too. I think I think we're kind of on the same page here. Uh, you wish that a student or another preferred character could accompany you in the world when you went and doing stuff. You also wish you had an animal companion. And um, Yeah, one or it, the other. Yeah. And this kind of ties in, I guess, maybe my biggest complaint is that yeah, there comes a certain point when it doesn't really feel like it's much of a much of a school student simulator. Like yeah. I wanna I wanna do more school stuff, but instead mm-hmm. 
it really focuses more on the adventure aspect of the Harry Potter world, wizarding world. Sorry. Uh, so you spend a lot of time fighting mooks and zapping spiders and, and eating poop. And I'm just <laughs> like, I, I just want to, you know, go to charms class and learn about charm. Like write, write me a little five minute cutscene about charms class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think I love the story. Like the story plays out like in Tori, I texted this to you. It feels like I'm reading another Harry Potter book. And again, I keep saying Harry Potter, but it's set in the world of Harry Potter for being right. specific. And I really like that. Like the adventures fun. It's like, you're discovering this mystery and it's exciting. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's a new story, you know? And um, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure how you would, how would they try to pull off the class stuff? But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that I was like second thing. I'm like, OK, look, just give me my spell so I can go. But like they introduce these really awesome characters like Corey. You actually uh, you were text we were texting back and forth. And you told me you really liked Natty. She was the she was the uh, witch who came from the an African wizarding school and they cast with their hands. They don't use wands, yes. which you thought was really cool. Yeah, um, I, I think another, little, little bits like that are super great. Yeah. And you end up, you can go on personal quest with these uh, characters. The one I ended up wanting was the name Sebastian, who, long story short, his sister Anne's very, very sick from a curse. And Sebastian um, is the one that you can, you again, you can also go on quest with. And it, it, it reveals this early on. He's the character that he shows you how to do the uh, curses, the unforgivable curses. I see. Yes. Yes, and, that kind of stuff is very exciting. But the problem yeah. is, like it's all really locked to specific story quests. You don't really have yeah. a whole lot of agency in this. Ex- exactly. And it was like, um, I kind of would like to be able to like bring one, at least one of the character, like flying with you and like battling and stuff. Cause they obviously, cause I'll, I'll give them credit. Like when you're with another character and you two are battling here, like they have it locked down. Like it's really smooth. The combat when you're mm-hmm. battling with another character or they're following <laughs> you somewhere, like the you know, which I know this is basic AI, but like I never had a problem with my companion. Right. And my thing is like, you know, you guys give me these cool characters that I like to bond with, but you're out venturing and you don't really feel like you have an actual friend there. Because I really dug like Sebastian's storyline, which I'm I'm still playing through, and I'm so excited to see how it ends. But it's like I feel like I don't get to spend a lot of time with them outside of just the quest line, which kind of is, is terrible. And then another thing, Corey, was like, if I don't get my, you know, they introduce all these cool animals that you can tame and it's called the room of requirement. You can bring them into, you know, you can go out and you can capture them, quote unquote, and you can bring them into the room of requirement. But then basically you're just caring for the, it's basically just a pet system. You just, you raise the animal, you know, you take care of the animal and it gives you ingredients, again, going back to that loom stuff to uh, upgrade your gear but then that's it like you i can't like have a cool like uh you know i can't have the hippogriff come with me and like attack people you know for me and like you know the, the most thing i can do is summon it and make a fast escape but it can't really do anything which is kind of sad because you know, with harry potter one of the first things is, is like you can't have milk you can have an owl um i think ron weasley had he had a rat named scabbers you know you can also have a cat and then you can also have a toad too, which I thought was cool. And it would be neat to like have something with you. So you, you know, you have that set, that type of companionship when you're out venturing in the world and everything. Is it just being you all the time? 
But yeah, instead it feels like it's just you. You kind of have to follow the story. You don't again. You don't really feel like you have a whole lot of decisions about what you can do, uh, mm-hmm. which is the first game of this sort that we've tried to make, where we it's not just a Harry Potter retread. You're really doing our own thing, mm-hmm. and I can understand if it's not perfect initially. But I do wish again, like you were saying, maybe get to pick my own animal companion. Just so on and so forth, stuff like that. You know, there are there are little bits that are nice. You get to pick your house, that's great. Uh, you pick Hufflepuff. Uh, you get to pick your own kind of wand, and that's Sorry, cool too. <laughs> I will fight you. Do it right now. <laughs> and you know, yeah. and I do know how to actually fight, so I would win the fight. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. You probably would. Yes. You're a scary, you're a scary lady. Um, <laughs> other stuff you talked about. Let's see. The challenges didn't feel overwhelming, and that sounds about right to me. The combat is very impressive looking and bombastic, but it's also not difficult enough that you're gonna die much. No, not really. Yeah, and like I, it, it looks cool, know. but if you think about it, you're not really doing a lot. <laughs> No, but you feel like a wizarding badass. That's what I love about it because it's so yeah. smooth. And Kari, you know this. I don't play a lot of um, combat games, but right. and I'll, I'll give Harry Potter credit. It's actually because of Harry Potter. Uh, our managing editor's like, you want to try God of War? I was like, sure. Do you have God of War? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Give it to me. So I was playing God of War and I was actually able to like fight with Kratos. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I see. <laughs> yeah, That's but again, cool. go. Going back to Harry Potter, like it's everything runs like amazingly. Like I know I keep going back to the combat stuff, but it's just it's really cool to you know throw you know to cap to throw someone off the side of a cliff with the the spell. So I'm probably mispronouncing it, but the spell that throws that shoves people away from you, and I just see them slowly falling. I'm like, bye, <laughs> don't come you back. Keep, you keep going back to the combat because if you think about it, most of the game is really just cute lore stuff. And then also there's combat. Yeah, sorry. There's really really only two parts of the game. It's walk (laughs) around and look at cool Harry Potter Mm -hmm. stuff and then fight people. No, there is a lot of cool Harry Potter stuff. Like, I do like the fact that, um, Cara, I don't know if this happened to you, but like you going back to, you know, the tutorial thing, like you're walking around Hogwarts a lot. And it's, there was one part where I was, uh, I was walking around the castle at night trying to find, I think it's like a demiguy statue. And I heard a clattering sound. I'm like, okay, what's this? And I open the door, go into a hallway, and I just see the suit of armor clicking, kicking like its companion across the, uh, like across the floor. And I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, I, the same thing <laughs> happened to me. I heard, I heard the the suits of armor beating each other up, and I have to mm-hmm. stop and watch that for a little bit. It, it's cute yeah. stuff like that. Like the the majority of their time when making this game seems to have been spent on making cute stuff like that. And I feel like. Mm-hmm. As we get on here to our closing thoughts, actually, you know, you say it's a great game if you're a fan. That's This is exactly the kind of thing that people who love this setting want. Yeah, and it's awesome because it, you get a virtual tour of Hogwarts, which, you know, I've I've been to Universal Studios. It it was okay. I actually, you know, small thing to add in. I actually didn't watch all the movies. I stopped at number four, but I read all the <sighs> books. I know I'm terrible. Did you drink the but butter at really Universal cool. Studios, though? I did, and I actually found the recipe for butterbeer, and I was very mad to find it. It was very easy to make. I <laughs> it's see. four ingredients. Yes. Wait, what and exactly now is it? No, now I don't know. It's cream soda, um, butter. It's butterscotch flavoring. I think you can all. They recommend a syrup, cream soda, butterscotch, butter, and I. I can't remember the fourth. I think want to say I think whipped cream, something to add froth to it. But it's well, really, for- really, it's 
supposed to be really, really good. I'm going to be making it this weekend. Well, for my version, it's five ingredients because I'm going to add some vodka. Oh, I know that. Yeah, that's the fifth ingredient. And I'm not adding that because I would start laughing. I see. But I like the fact that it's so well set up that you can you can just walk through this world that you've only read about and you can see all these things it references and you, you know, you can see the paintings and everything. Like um, I think my favorite part is like walking up the stairs and there's a guy playing, um, I don't, a mandolin, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or you know what I'm talking about. The It's this giant picture, this guy playing this mandolin. Right. And so I, my character walked up the stairs and I just stopped and I just listened to hear him playing it. And another thing is, is like the dungeons are really cool. Like they're very different. There's one where you have to like you actually have to gather skeletons and you have to put the skeletons of these dead people into a uh, key. And you see the skeleton start slowly building up to unlock the door. And I, I was see. shocked. I'm like, this got really dark really fast. <laughs> so, so it actually has like creepy vibes to it, too. Yeah, a little bit like shockingly dark for mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the later Harry Potter books are a little bit dark, too. But, yeah, this really they just are. goes head first and that kind of thing. Now. Toward the bottom here, I mean, you talk a little bit about there's still performance issues on PC, but you were fine with it. I mean, eventually you got to the point where you're happy with it. So maybe I'm just picky and I am. I'm a picky little delicate flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, well, even the, you, you know, even if I had to boot up the game right now, start playing, I'm still going to have those. But overall, like it didn't affect my gameplay. Like the game ran fine. Like I was able to go through all my quests. I was able to do my, I'm still able to do my questing, combat, the only other thing was like some I think someone else mentioned this, I apologize. But if you're going from if you're going through doors at Hogwarts, you'll have like you know, it takes a second to load and it yep. looks a little dorky because my character will be standing there and I'm waiting and all of a sudden like the entire body like goes still, but you just see the arm kinda like just shove the door open and for, it just kept cracking me up because it just I looked like my character just looked so bored. I was like, what are you, what's going on? So, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you you didn't you didn't go to that class early on where they teach the door opening spell open sesame? Oh be quiet, Corey. <laughs> but yeah, so that's gonna happen if you don't have a, uh, an SSD. Um I will say the majority of my time I do time, have an SSD, sir. <laughs> oh, do you? Whoops. Yes. We'll get a better one. Um so I... <laughs> Um, a lot. I'm going to throw you off the side of this cliff right here. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> uh-huh, I see it. I see the cliff. So a lot of my time with this game has been spent in the PS5, and I will say uh, her version on PC probably looks better. I think the PS5 version probably runs better, and the other aspect of it I liked a lot is uh, the PS5 version has those nice, nice haptic controls where it feels like you're casting the spell. So when I'm like Accio oh. Vodka... It's like I, I the vodka just launches into my hand. It's great. Uh, it's cool. Um, I'm sure that in a week or two they're gonna have everything ironed out in PC. So really, you can just buy it whatever you want and play it. It'll be fine. Um, but the last thing is interesting to me. Um, one thing that I noted when I was playing is that there is a huge amount of stuff to do. Like you could play this for hours. Yes. But but your last point here is that you wish it was longer. I do because like I think they made the game the perfect length length. But it's just I was getting caught up doing all the side quests because when I was reading it, like I didn't realize you didn't gain experience through combat. You gain it by completing quests. So I was going back and forth, completing all these quests I could. And I liked doing the side quests because it kept taking me to like different areas of the map. Well, in this case, when I first started Hogwarts that I hadn't seen before, because even though I've been, you know, I've been playing the game for years, I still can't navigate around Hogwarts at all. 
And the flu yeah, powder doesn't that's... help. But I like that, though, because <laughs> in the books, that's what it's like. Yeah. Like, it's confusing. Like, I still can't find my way from the bottom of the stair, from the first floor of Hogwarts to, like, where the stairs actually change, which right. is a really cool area. I, but I got there, but I had I only got there twice, and I can't find it again. I'm like, where is it? I see. But <laughs> like you would say you'd like some, you'd like more if it were possible. Yeah, I would like more. It's just like I said, it it feels like reading a, like I said, like a Harry Potter book, and uh, I like having a story within the world that's not that, um, you know, that character that everyone grew up with. And, and there are, and what made me laugh, Corey, was like, there are references to the books. Like I, uh, my character, I was searching for treasure and I went into one bathroom and I was throwing the stalls open and I didn't realize you could flush the toilets. So I was going from stall to stall, flushing the toilets, some which they were shooting water into the air. And I opened one toilet and there's like, there's a bunch of potion ingredients there. And I was like, who put a potion in here? I'm like, who's cooking in the bathroom? This is weird. I'm like, Hey, that's a reference to Chamber of Secrets. Sure and you is. can actually go see the bathroom from Chamber of Secrets. Yep. So even though technically the characters haven't been born yet, but I just so, I just thought that was a nice re- a, a nice little reference to it. So Nia, you said you'd like there to be more of this game and mm-hmm. uh too bad they said there's not going to be any DLC. Uh and as long as I'm crushing your dreams, uh, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny also aren't real. I already knew that. Oh, okay. I may have cast a forbidden spell on them. Oh, whoopsie doodle. But generally speaking, though, uh, you would say you like this game. I do. I mean, I, I have, like, and for anyone listening, I do have some minor complaints and stuff, but this felt like the beginning of, like, something new, which for me is really, really, really exciting. Unlike, There's... it's it feels like they're getting the ingredients for uh, another you know, honestly, another game like this game's done really well, Corey. I think we're going to probably see a Hogwarts Legacy 2 at some point in a few years. That is that is a whole lot of people who are apparently bad people, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all bad people at one time or another? No I mean, you're the perfect. one you're the one casting a Vada Kedavra on the Easter Bunny. That's just, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I was actually pretty into this game, too. Uh, you can read my review on popzara.com. I liked it a lot. I definitely think that... Uh, you kind of need to be a fan to really get the most out of this one. And if you're not, you might be a little underwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's fair. But like I said, but I think also the game's gentle enough. Like it kind of does introduce you. Like I caught, did you, I, I think you mentioned this review. Like if you're not a fan of the game, it, it still gives you like a, ge- a, ge- a decent general overview of like what's going on and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like th- this could be a place to start. I would probably watch the movies first, but this isn't a terrible mm-hmm. place to start, you know, enjoying the wizarding world such as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's just, and it's cool to be actually be able to go like go out and do stuff. Like honestly, like I, if we get another Hogwarts Legacy game, which I think we might, I'd like to see them focus on like another wizarding school. And it's like, okay, well, you showing us you can do it. It's like, why don't we go ahead and get away from Hogwarts for a little bit? That, that would be, be pretty. Cool. That'd be pretty exciting. Like I said, I really was interested in hearing about other wizarding schools in the games. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I think we both liked it. I think we'd both recommend it. And uh, that's the majority of we've, what we've got to tell, huh? Yep, that's pretty much it. We love the game. We love playing the game. Uh, he's not talking because he's recording because he's awesome. But Chris also got the game. So Chris so. is actually Hufflepuff. <laughs> Corey, not everyone's Hufflepuff. Okay, some of us are Ravenclaw. 
I'm just saying anybody who isn't Slytherin might as well be Hufflepuff. Oh, get out of here. Are you actually <laughs> Hufflepuff or are you actually Slytherin? I'm actually Slytherin. Are you joking? Oh, my goodness. No, I thought you were Hufflepuff. That's why no, you no. I, don't you know my, my inherently evil ways? I bought this game twice. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the Pop Solar Podcast today, folks. Uh, if you see some question, if you hear some questionable screams at the end, it's just I threw Corey off the side of the cliff because I couldn't feel them anymore. I am not sorry about that. Hey, you know, these things happen. So this is uh, Corey Gulliher coming to you from the Palm Zara podcast at approximately terminal velocity flying off this cliff. But I want to thank you, Nia Bothwell, for being on here. And, and I want to thank you, Chris Mitchell, for being here recording. You can't talk, but I hope. You're super great. I'm like, I agree, Chris. I am super great. That's wonderful. Hey, and you guys catch you. Uh, we will all catch you guys on the next level. Thanks for listening to the Pop Zara podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or service.